This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Folks, here we go again. Episode Q11, Dennis Bernstein, DB. What do you say today? We're still grinding, John. <laughs> Middle of August, we're still producing content. So, uh, ready for another big show with you. All right. Well, today's going to be outstanding. We're going to bring in Martin Furk, who is going to be playing uh, on the wing for Gabe Velarde. We had to break the news to Gabe Velarde a few episodes back. He wasn't sure if he's making the the NHL roster for next season. So we had to let him know. He will be penciled in at center. You're still laughing about that, right? We have it on good authority. I don't think it needs to be in pencil. I think we can can go to pen on this. Sharpie. We'll put it in Sharpie. Sharpie. Gabe Velarde will make the LA Kings roster when the uh, NHL season gets going again the regular season that is the 2020-21 season and his winger will be Martin Furk who he developed quite a bit of chemistry with yep. uh, there in Ontario we'll, we'll talk with Furky about that and of course we'll talk about his uh, 218 mile an hour Mr. 109.2 <laughs> exactly that's right radio station there uh, <laughs> before we bring him in though DB uh, as we love to do here on Kings of the Podcast let's do a little numerology oh, one of my favorite so, <laughs> you say that you it say is. that with I your tongue it. firmly planted no, in your cheek no, no, no you I like this one it. I like your deep dives. You know, I like when they actually have some players that have played with the number. Not some, some. It's a struggle some nights, but other it, nights is, it is. It uh, is. But on this one here, we have a we have a good uh, uh, half. A, well, no, it's about eighteen players or so um, that good, wore twenty nine. I'm not sure really which pool. one of these players stick out though. So I want to I want to go through this and actually I'm going to mention that we did talk about this number once before, but not in this context. So uh, Billy Smith was 
the first player to ever wear 29 really? in Los Angeles back in 1972. Jim Rutherford wore it for a while. Uh, you had guys like Glenn Healy, who allegedly wore it. Uh, Al Jensen. Jay Miller, of course, a very popular 29. I think Jay Miller had a had a bobblehead, didn't he? Uh, didn't the Kings? Have, yeah. I thought the Kings did a bobblehead of Jay Miller a couple years ago. He wore it from 89 to 92. Now, Lonnie Loach, one of my personal favorites. DB, you know... I think you know that I love the obscure totally. LA Kings players. Absolutely and so in that whole 93 era of when, you know, everybody wants to talk about Gretzky, Sandstrom, sure. Robitaille, the team, right. you know, the McSorley incident, all that stuff. But you also had so many great characters on that 93 cup team. Uh, you had, you know, had Lonnie Loach, you had, um, Oh my gosh, his name is escaping me right now. The guy who scored the overtime winner. Uh, I feel I feel terrible. I've had him on the show. Uh, Gary Shuchuk. Yeah, I had him on Mayor's Manor a number of times. He coached in college as well, Wisconsin. Big guy. Uh, Gary Shuchuk. Number of guys in the team. Uh, Peter Aholo was one of my favorites from back then, but I digress. Uh, Lonnie Loach. Have to love him. That's a Barry Melrose special right there. <laughs> you think that uh, uh, Daryl Sutter loved Dwight King? Really? Barry Melrose. I, he might have a Lonnie Loach tattoo. He loved, <laughs> he loved Lonnie Loach. Uh, let's see who else. You had Chris Snell in there. You had Stephen Finn. Sean Pronger. He was in Los oh, Angeles for, for a cup of coffee. Yeah. I don't even know if the coffee was here long enough to get cold. Actually, back in the day in the fourth period, when, before there was really podcast. You mean the ninth period. Yeah, ninth <laughs> period. Exactly. After that five overtime game. Um, we, I did a like an online show with Sean Pronger. Oh, really? Yeah, like Probably, probably now going maybe eight nine years ago before podcasts okay. were done. So me and Sean used to do a uh, an online show. So well, there you go. You need to you need to dig up some of the uh, the archives of that. We no, can I don't. we can no. play it on a future no one wants future episode. That. Now exactly. um, after Pronger, uh, one of my other favorites. I, I really enjoyed this player, Eric Lacroix. Played yeah. in Los Angeles. Uh, thought that he was going to be a much bigger deal than he ended up being. Uh, Eric Lacroix is a speedy winger. You know, it's unusual. 29 is unusual because the first couple of guys you mentioned were goaltenders. So this is a number that's both goaltenders and skaters. And I don't, I don't think you see a lot of 20s, though, for goaltenders nowadays, right? It seems like the majority no. of them are 30s, uh, 30s or you have the one. one. Right, yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so Eric Lacroix, uh, Roman Volpat allegedly wore the number for a very brief time. Now, <laughs> Brad, he, he was a beauty on the show, right? Oh, yeah. He had some opinions, I would he say. Sure if did. you fans have not listened to that episode, go back to the Christmas time where we gave you like eight episodes in five days. Uh, Roman Volpat was fantastic. Uh, this, of course, is a player who was traded in the big Wayne Gretzky trade to St. Louis, one of the five assets that came back to L.A. Roman Volpot has some some strong opinions. Great Not having warm him and on. Fuzzy, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Brad Chartrand is probably that's the, the one guy. I yeah. that, that's that's going to say that's the player that probably most people remember. He wore it in those early two thousands. That was two thousand to two thousand four. This is when the Kings uh, were battling Detroit and Colorado a lot in the playoffs. The early days of Staples Center. Brad Chartrand. Who else did you have on those teams? You had Brian Smolinski. Of course, Luke Robitaille was part of those teams. Derek Armstrong. Uh, Jason Allison, Adam Deadmarsh. Deadmarsh right. A lot of good times back then. Felix the Cat. Uh, Tom Kostopoulos came in 2006 to 2007. That would have been uh, in Dean Lombardi's first year. Correct. Uh, so there's Tom Kostopoulos. Then you had Jeff Giuliano, former college hockey player. I believe he was at Boston College. He wore it very briefly. John Zeiler in 2011. And I'm going to, I may get this wrong. And if so, someone will tweet me about it. But if I remember correctly, the last game of the year that season. The Kings had called him up from Manchester, but he didn't play. But they had to call him up for uh, reinforcements. And there was another player that they were trying to bring up. It was something to do with the salary cap um, that year. Something weird going on. And then, of course, 
Martin Furk, who wore the number uh, most recently. And we would have to assume that he's going to wear that number on a go-forward basis unless he has a... That's a, a long stretch between player and 29 being utilized, though, right? By, uh, like yeah, 2011, years? John Zeiler, and then, yeah, Furk this year. Oh. So just not a very common number no, it's not. to be used in L.A. Um, we talked recently about, about number nine, uh, by the way, and, and trying to wrestle the number away from Adrian <laughs> Kempe to give it to Matt Luff. Um, and I, I did find out some intel on that. So, some... I, some Update in negotiations? Yeah, I, I don't think that we are going to be successful. Okay. Uh, I don't think Adrian Kempe is going to give that number up anytime soon. Um, there's a, a famous soccer player. I'll have to uh, tell you real quickly who this is. Uh, Fernando Torres yes. is a soccer player. Right. And that is uh, why Adrian Kempe wears number nine. Okay. Confirmed by Adrian, the flowless Adrian. Although I don't know, he's been in quarantine. Maybe the flow is coming I back. I think so. He needs to bring the flow. There's back. no reason to. He probably can't get to a, a stylist. To where is he? In back in Sweden? Who knows? Who knows? Stockholm, maybe. Okay. Stockholm, he might, they don't care. Just, <laughs> they, all the barbers are open. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, but, <laughs> virus? Okay. But if you remember, I told you, though, Dennis, yeah. that it, it is a long-known thing in hockey, in the world of sports in general. If you cut your hair, you lose your, your power. Powers, yeah, that's true. So Kempe would be wise to... I don't know what happens the if Samson you regrow Lila it. Syndrome. He needs go. to grow the hair back. Yeah. All right. Enough hair, enough numerology. <laughs> Let's get to it. Second period coming up, DB. We'll welcome in from uh, British Columbia talking today uh, in, in the western part of Canada. We're going to connect with Mark. Martin Furk. Podcast. We are back. Dennis Bernstein, we have a uh, special guest here. Martin Furk is joining the Mr. show now. Mr. 109. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Furky, how are you? I'm good, you? Yeah. Uh, we're doing very well. Now, from what we understand, you, uh, you're you in Canada at the moment, right? You're, you've been training up uh, in and around the Calgary uh, area. Is that right? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's where we spend uh, the time right now. Perfect. So uh, the Kings are not playing, obviously. Um, so let's just start there. How hard is it for you right now to to watch hockey and watch these other teams being involved, and especially coming off the run there, where the Kings were starting to pick up some some momentum there at the end of the year? How hard is it for you to pay attention to what's going on? Yeah, you know, it's definitely definitely harder to you know you want to play, you want to be in the playoffs. You know, that's every every team dream to be there and uh, fight for the Stanley Cup. But uh, you know, for Right now, at least, uh, you know, you can kind of get regroup, you know, work hard in the summer, you know, get uh, get ready for the next year. But, uh, you know, you definitely want to play, you know. It's been a long time since you play a game. So uh, it, it's kind of hard, but it's kind of also nice to, uh, you know, watch some hockey in the TV and also the playoffs is always fun. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely good, uh, you know, the guys can finish the season and, uh, and play for the Stanley Cup. It's Definitely a little bit weird, but uh, there's no fans in the stands. But I think they, the NHL, doing a pretty good job to uh, to make it interesting. Yeah, for sure. Is it um, is it a more comfortable off season for you? A more exciting off season in the sense that you know, with your new contract, you sort of know where you're going to be. Uh, you know, when you look back over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, a couple games in Carolina, spent some time in Detroit, and then came to Los Angeles and started out in Ontario. But now we kind of know what to expect. You you know, you're going to be on the wing next year playing alongside Gabe Velarde. 
is does that set your mind at ease a little bit knowing what you have ahead of you for the next season? Yeah, definitely. You know, I I I know what I need to work on in the summer. You know, to get ready for the season. Uh, you know, they they kind of told me what uh, what they expect from me. So I want to make sure I'm ready for the season. You know, so this is this is kind of good to you know you have a lot of time to kind of prepare for the new season. You know, there's a lot of time to uh, you can train. You know, and you can be in the best shape. And you know, it's definitely I know I'm I'm really excited when the camp going to start and. Uh, also, you know, start start practicing or be with the guys again. You know, that's that's always fun. You know, be in the room and all that. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, excited. You know, I li- I like playing with Gabe. You know, it's uh, he makes my he makes my job easier on the ice. You know, he he's a good playmaker, and you know, he's uh, always looking for me. So I'm excited to you know get on the ice uh, with him. You know, be in the same line, and and we will see how uh, how everything goes with the training camp and all that. Hopefully. Hopefully, I can, you know, I can continue where I left off in, uh, when the season was over, and uh, and hopefully it will be a good season for me and for the Kings as well. Now, let's spend a, a few minutes talking about your time in Ontario, which um, you, you spent quite a bit of time there under Coach Stuthers and, and, and forming that relationship with Velarde. Um, here's a couple things for you. Stutz told me that uh, you love the power play, but the PK, not so much. He sees you as more of a shooter, not a shot blocker. <laughs> I'll assume that you would agree uh, with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, they they asked me, or they we once I think that was in the room. He asked who can play PK, and I said right away, "Well, I'm not." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I think you, I think you are honest." <laughs> I said, "Well, yeah, I never, I mean, I never play it, so it's uh, it's different, you know." And uh, I, yeah, I'm more focused on that power play. You know, that's what I think I'm good at, and that's you know, what you can always improve and, you know, there is always something to learn even from the king, from the guys from the Kings or anyone you watch in the league. So that's a definite thing. I uh, like to be good at it. You know, I would like to use my shot. You know, I want to be the, the, the guy who shoots the most, uh, most of the, most of the shots from the power play. So that's the thing I need to be good at, you know, and you always can work on your shot and, you know, find the open spot and that. He- playing the not a offside, not a side. You know, he always looking for me. So, uh, yeah, how I said it before, he gave makes it uh, easier for me. You know, he said that you also set the tone with um, with your work ethic in practice, and just that you were one of those guys that loves being at the rink. Where does that come from? When did that start for you? Do you do you remember? You know, sort of when the light bulb went off for you, and that it, you you were going to put your nose to the grindstone and, and really be one of those those guys who had a, a high level of work ethic. Well, I think it's it just kind of, you kind of learn, you know, I mean, I, juniors was different than when you turn a pro, you know, there's, when you, you came, when I was came as a 19-year-old, you know, then you started playing with the men, you know, and you see they are bigger, stronger, you know, so you need to, you need to make sure you can catch up with them, you know, you want to be as, as strong as them, you know, it sometimes takes a while, so I always, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, I need to work on some of the stuff in the gym, you know, and, uh, and that's why, and that's when I kind of understand, oh, okay, I need to work hard. And I kind of just keep continuing, you know, it's it's like a habit right now, you know, for me. Like, I like to get to the, I like to get to the room early, you know, do all my work, make sure I'm, I'm prepared for the practice, you know, always extra, extra never hurts you if you can do a little bit extra, so that's always good. And yeah, it's just, uh, 
you know, I like to spend time at the ring, you know, and try to work on myself. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's always good. Now, it can uh, help you in the long time. One other quick thing there on, on Stutz. Did you happen to know this? Uh, allegedly, he told Cal Peterson that Cal did not have to stop your shots in practice. And his thought process there was he said that he didn't want to have one of uh, – one of Cal's limbs severed by one of your one-timers. So he told Peterson, don't even worry about stopping your shots in practice. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I knew that. He, uh, he told me that. Uh, <laughs> that's always told me to take a little bit, uh, a little bit easier on, uh, on Cal because, you know, he was, uh, he was the starting goalie and, you know, you don't want to hurt. Uh, you don't want to get, uh, get him hurt. You know, he's, uh, he was the main guy there. You know, he helped us to win a lot of games. And, uh, you know, so that was something I need to be, uh, I need to be more careful in the practice, make sure like he's, uh, he's also good to go. So yeah, I, I, I try to take it easy on him, but also, nice you know, I need to sometimes practice it too as well. So yeah, I, I, I think I was pretty good this year with not hitting our goalie too much. I mean, I hit once, uh, I had Matty <laughs> right in the, right in the helmet and I, I cracked, I, I think I broke it or I bent his, uh, his back. So he had to, had to change his last during the, practice but uh, I think I was uh, pretty much good besides that one accident. Martin now the the one oh two one oh nine point two is legendary, but how much of your hard shot is just a gift and how much did you work at it to make it that powerful of a shot? Well I, I don't know to be honest. I mean like uh well my like I like my sticks how how I my sticks are my sticks I feel like they do a lot of work to like to generate that much Mm-hmm. that much speed on my on my shot so I think my sticks are the big uh, uh, big thing with that and uh, I feel like always when I shoot the puck I try to lean on it with my whole body too so I think that's uh, that's what uh, I think makes my heart um, makes my heart harder um, my shot harder so uh, I think those uh, I think the biggest thing is my sticks for sure and you know I'm, when you keep practicing it every day you know you I feel like you can get better, you know, and it all depends, right? Some guys just maybe have it naturally more in them than some guys are more like a playmaker, you know, or, you know, they 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 are a different kind of player. So I think it's just more natural. And, uh, you know, I always had a harder shot than the guys I used to play. So, uh, yeah, there is something I just probably have it in me. And Clegg had predicted that shot, if I remember correctly, being at the uh, the All Star Weekend. He thought you were going to rip about 105, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I mean, I did it the first try right away. I think I hit 105 right away. So after that, was just like trying to go for higher, I guess. And a 70 flex on the stick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just, yeah. I was just, That's insane. <laughs> the main main thing was uh, uh, main thing. I was just scared I'm going to broke a stick, right? Because I tried to really lean in it, and that's the one thing I always am worried. You know, and uh, it can easily break too as well because my sticks are only seven inch flex. So when you put too much, too much, uh, when you lean too much into it, it's most likely going to break. But they hold up and they. They did the job, so I'm really happy how it went, you know, and I'm I'm really proud, you know, for that what I what I did at that All Star, and uh, I also had the record. Hopefully, it will stay for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's going to stay yeah, for a while. I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, your record's record's safe for now. You know, Jeff Carter's afraid of you, right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He's uh, yeah, 
he's uh yeah we still reckon uh like this is amazing how you can shoot the puck so hard so yeah it's uh it's, it's pretty fun actually now uh correct me if i'm wrong here i think i think we talked about this um at the outdoor game you now have is it the uh you've completed the hat trick you've been in the you've been in three outdoor games is that right yeah, I've been. Uh, I play in East Coast outdoor game, AHL outdoor game, and NHL outdoor game. So I've all three. I think I think you might be the only person that has that hat trick. Well, I guess yeah, I think so. I it's it's kind of cool, actually. To be honest, I mean, I was just, I never think about this, and then uh, you know when I look at it, when I had the chance, when I get the call up, right before the Kings were going to play Colorado. So I said, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. I can get all, I have all three leagues. I did that. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And I've won two of them. So uh, that's also good too. Yeah, that's also a good record. Yeah, you'll take the two and one. Tell us just real quickly about yeah. the, I'm sorry, the, the outdoor game, not well, the Ulster game. So, yeah, uh, we were, uh, it was actually in Toledo. It was at the Mudhead uh, Stadium. So it's a baseball stadium. And uh, it was great. You know, the, we actually played two games. We played back to back. I think it was a Friday and Saturday. Yeah, both games outdoor. And for the one of them, I play. I only played the 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 one of the games, the first one. Mm-hmm. And we played against. I think that was a. Uh, I think it was a four Wayne. And I'm pretty sure we actually lost that game. And uh, and it was great. I think it was a little bit snowing too, so it it was like really really cool. And uh, for the second one. Uh, it was actually pouring so much, uh, with so much snow going on. So we uh, we had to cancel the game. So we only play one of the one of the game on the Friday. But uh, you know, it was it was great. You know, uh, I mean Toledo, uh, they always had a great fans there. I mean, they still do. And we, I I think that was like a full. Uh, it was almost full stadium for the for the outdoor game. So it was pretty special. Awesome. What about the AHL one? Any memories from that? Yeah, I remember that. We played that, actually, I think we played one day before. Uh, we played against, uh, it was the Marlies, and the day after, I think, they played, the Red Wings played uh, the Maple Leafs, so mm-hmm. it was it was pretty cool, actually, yeah. So, that was like a back-to-back, and we, we played that game in the, it was at the Tiger Stadium, so that was really cool. Are you a baseball guy at all? Sorry, what? Do you like baseball at all? Uh, I don't. I don't mind it. I feel like it's so. It's boring. It's kind of not boring. It's a really slow game. You know, there's not sometimes in the innings there's not happening really too much. But uh, I like more like a faster game. You know, hockey. You know, it's more faster than than baseball. You know, there's you're just waiting for that one hit and hopefully it comes soon enough so you can. I feel baseball is more like you go there for four hours you have a couple of drinks some food you know that's kind of what I feel about baseball so he doesn't like baseball but he is a dog lover so that's a and he was part of Bark Men so oh I, G- I missed that I'm G-G sorry for, Gigi is what a bulldog what kind of do- dog is Gigi sorry what uh, your, what kind your, of dog your dog yeah 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 so I have uh, I have two French bulldogs French Bulldogs. One is DG, that's the girl, and I have a Winston, and he's the boy. Yeah, so, Winston but, is the older one. He's more, he's more chill than the girl. And going, crazy. going back to your Detroit days, you needed a, a dog-friendly home in Detroit, right? I read a column about that, that you needed somewhere for you and Winston to stay when you played in Detroit. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, when they, 
Men det kommer jeg til at finde på, at jeg har nok for dog dog friendly places, så det var så det var kind of a little bit hard, but we 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 find it and uh, it was good. Yeah, but I bring Winston sometimes to the ring when before we before I have on him, and he always like to hang out in the room with the with the guys. He usually just sleeps or lay down, so he's a pretty chill dog actually. I, you know, one of the things that's sort of fun to do, I don't even know if most fans know this, but uh, if if they look very closely on your equipment, you like to write little things. You like to write happy faces or write little notes to yourself on your gloves or your sticks or your different things. Um, can you can you share a little bit uh, about that with the, with the listeners? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I like to keep it. So do a couple of things just for me, I guess. Uh, these are happy faces on my, on my gloves. It's just like, you know, when I guess, you don't have a good game, so you know when you're struggling a little, a little bit, you know you can just always like look at it, and it's like always, you know, try to stay positive, or try to be happy. You know what do you do? You know even when it's when you're struggling, when you have a hard time, you know that's I always kind of like a reminder for me to always try to be happy. You know, and you know, yeah, it's hard to when you don't have a good game when it's not going your way, but you know you always try to stay positive and do something. What uh, what kind of makes you, can make you go in, you know, and maybe try to turn it around. So I do that just to kind of remind me for me. And I write my dog's name, uh, my dog's uh, name for my stick. So it feels like they're always like kind of with me, you know. So uh, that's something what, uh, what I like to do. And it's kind of uh, sometimes, you know, I miss them when I when go on a long road trip. So, you know, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool way for me to kind of remind me they're with me. Being being from uh, the Czech Republic, is it safe to assume that that Yarmir Yager was your was your idol growing up, or is there another Czech player that maybe you uh, you know you were more interested in? Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. I guess everyone has to say uh, it was the Yager that time, right? It's uh, you know when he went to the league, you know he was he was really good, and you know he won uh, the scoring, I think, four times in the National Hockey League. So you know for. Yager is almost like a guy in check with hockey, so he's uh, he's pretty big. You know, he still plays back in uh, in Czech, so it's uh, it's actually pretty cool for the people when they go watch him. They they still say it's it's amazing how good he is. I mean, he lost a little bit of his speed. You know, he's not going to be as fast anymore as he used to be, but uh, you know, he still has the shot. And, you know, he's always has his head up and he can make a play. So it's. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one. You know, when everyone was looking looking up to him when when we were kids. So, so yeah, he's the definitely one. And you've played for uh, you've played for the Czech Republic team a number of times in international tournaments. And if I remember correctly, at the World Juniors, you were you uh, picked up a point a game. I think it was three goals, three assists in six games, something like that. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. But I I never played for the men's yet. Uh, I didn't have a chance to go for like a. The World Championship, but I did. I went through like the under eighteen, under twenty. So yeah, I played quite a lot of quite a lot of games for the Czech uh, national teams, uh, the juniors and the under eighteen. So yeah, that was that's always you know I always love it to go play for uh, for my country, you know, go represent. But uh, yeah, lately I uh, never didn't have the chance to go there. You know, they usually go with the guys who play most of the season and. Uh, in the NHL, and, uh, and I was, I, lately I was splitting a lot of seasons between the AHL and the NHL, so it was hard to, 
time I get back to the national team. But hopefully, hopefully the season will go good for me next year, you know, with the Kings and, you know, I'll put up some uh, good numbers. So I might have a chance to maybe get back in it and uh, go represent uh, uh, the Czech at the uh, World Championship. If that is going to be in it. Your your uh, your agent might get mad at me for saying this publicly, but he wanted to bet me at one point that uh, if you could hook on for a full eighty two game season, that you would score twenty five goals in the NHL. What do you what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's cool, you know. He's got to trust in me, and you know, he's trying to trying to support me every time. You know, when he has a bad bad years, good years, you know, good games, bad games. So I I I, I mean, if I can bring what I can do in the EHL. I think last year in the EHL, I had, I think with the goalers, I had a really good thing going there. So hopefully, hopefully I can, I think I can probably do around between 20, 30 goals. I think I can, I can put those numbers. All right. Well, I just need a, I, I, I mean, I, for me, I, I just need good center. And if I stay with Gabe, I, I think he can, he can, uh, he can find me. And I just, you know, that's, now I just have to put it in. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it goes good. You know, I will be definitely if I score three goals, I will be ha- really happy. You know, you kind of, I kind of sometimes said to myself, you know, I do a little like put uh, my kind of goals what I want to do on that season. So, you know, I just try to set some goals and hopefully I can hit it. On the number front, um, you've worn a, uh, quite a few different numbers: ninety-one, forty-two, twenty-nine. Um, do you have a preference for a number? For, you mean with Jersey the number or, for your or, uniform. Oh no, uh, no, I don't really. I, to be honest, I don't really care. Uh, I kind of like. Uh, well, I used to wear uh, twenty-seven in Grand Rapids. Then in Detroit, they gave me forty-two. I didn't really like that number, so I was really happy. But when I signed the Kings, they let me choose from some numbers. I I don't mind the twenty-nine. It's it's kind of a good number. I kind of probably want to stick with it just because I now have it for the year. So I'm not looking to change uh, the number or anything. So I'm just probably going to stay with it. Well, don't worry. You're not going to get 42 in LA because I think Gabe's going to keep 42. So that that number's yeah. not coming oh, yeah, your way. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Gabe can, he can keep that number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. 29. I don't, I don't. There hasn't been a legendary 29 in Los Angeles. So uh, maybe you can, can make some, some good hay with that. What are you uh, What are you up to here over the summer between now and trying to get back on the ice, which is still, you know, I mean, you know, many many months away before you can, uh, you know, really get things going from a training camp perspective in Los Angeles. What do you have planned here over the next couple months? No, well, right now, so right now, I'm just probably uh, continue training. I uh, I'm just waiting for one paper to start uh, renew my uh, U.S. visa, and uh, and uh, probably uh, going to stay here for maybe another month. Um, I mean, as soon as I probably get my visa then then I can get back to the U.S. So for now, it's probably going to be most likely one more month here and then probably head back to the U.S. and start uh, continue the training there and then we will see when the season is going to start. So uh, because we have our place there still, so mm-hmm. we pretty much think if we have a place in L.A., so we uh, pretty much just paying for it. So it's kind of staying right now empty. So we just... Uh, trying to get back, uh, I guess, soon as soon as possible. And uh, then, yeah, just get ready for the new season, you know, be in the best shape and, uh, and uh, you know, get uh, get back uh, get back to playing because that's, 
what we like to do. You know, the training sometimes gets too long and you kind of get bored of it. So you want to start, you want to start playing some games too. Yeah, for sure. Is there any one particular player that maybe you have stayed in touch with the most during the break or no, not really? Well, there is a couple of guys actually from the Kings. They are, or from Ontario, they are in, uh, yeah, from Calgary. So I already did see, uh, uh, Brett Sutter and, uh, Kale Clegg. So I'm probably going to see Wags and, uh, Strander and, uh, Sheldon. So, uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys I will probably will be touching more when I get back to Calgary and start painting. So that will be pretty cool. This is a big this is a big year coming up for Kale Clegg. He's going to try to secure a spot, you know, on the blue line in Los Angeles. You have any tips or advice for Clegg? No, I mean, like he knows what I mean. He knows what he needs to do. He they probably tell him what he needs to improve and all that. You know, I mean, he was a he's a really good. You know, he's an offensive D. He just uh, he just needs to make sure he can what he did good in the HL, you know, he needs to he needs to bring it to the Kings, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know. Maybe some some guys it takes a little longer than the other guys. So but I think he knows he knows what he needs to do, you know. He said he already put some some muscle muscle weight on him, so he said he feels better, you know, he feels stronger. So he knows he he, he knows he's have to have a big camp and you know big year so i think he will be ready and he will do fine and he uh he will get his spot with the, the big team all right you already called your shot earlier you said you're good for 25 uh, or 30 goals here i like that let's let you go out with one more big one you can go out strong here who's the most underrated player on the ontario reign someone that people should really keep an eye on coming into training camp next year might surprise some people and, and earn a spot on the big club's roster Big cup, okay, underrated. Uh, it's uh, oh, tough question. Uh, I uh, I think I do like uh, Kupari actually a lot. Really? I think he's uh, he, yeah. I think he can have a. I like how he's this really skilled guy. You know, he can he can skate. Uh, you know, he just needs to probably maybe put a little bit more weight on it. But I I do like how he plays. I I think he's uh. He's going to be a good, good player. Maybe you have to take him a little longer, but I think he, he's definitely the guy who can uh, he can uh, probably produce and try to earn his spot with the Kings. All right. Well, there I you really go. like how he plays, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. We're going to mark it down. Gay, uh, Kapari has been Martin Firk approved. We'll put it, we'll put you down for that as well as the 30 goals for next year. That would be fantastic. I'm sure Todd McClellan would be okay with uh, oh, 25 sure. to 30 goals from you as well. So uh, oh, yeah. I, think, I think everyone would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We will see we'll indeed. See how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um, would be really happy and um, yeah, I will try tell you the best what I, I mean the best that I can do and uh, hopefully I can hit that mark and uh, you know help the help the Kings uh, get to the to the good spot and hopefully hopefully push for the playoffs well we appreciate your smile you're one of the guys who's always smiling when we walk in the locker room you're always very approachable and uh, it's been it's been great having you on the podcast today thanks for your your first trip in your inaugural visit to Kings of the Podcast and uh, we hope to catch up with you later on and have uh, have some good training there in, in, in Canada and we'll see when you get back to Los Angeles. Okay, perfect. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate Thanks, Marty. There you go. Martin Furk, Gabe Velarde's winger coming into next That's season, right. DB. We can talk about that and more after the break. 
Welcome back to the third period of Kings of the Podcast with DB and the mayor. Okay, DB, third period, Martin Firk in the books. Uh, what'd you think about that conversation? Nice job committing Firk to 30 goals next year, John. Fantastic <laughs> well, job by you. Look, I just needed to know where to go on the bet side because uh, his agent, you know, agent uh, to the stars, Alan Walsh, uh, was adamant that he's good for 25 goals okay. if he can play a full season in the National over Hockey under. League. I, I needed to know if I should go with the over or the under, if I should take I'm gonna that bet. Up, I'm going to call Bovada right now and get an over-under on that. Yeah, Fergie didn't even want to stop at 25. He's like, he's 30? good for 30. <laughs> Great. Love the confidence. <laughs> We're going to have to text Gabe exactly. Velarde and let him know. And he's a kind man, too. He doesn't want to hurt the goaltenders. Either. No. Well, I mean, Cal Peterson, the heir apparent to Jonathan Quick, of course, yeah. you, you don't want to hurt well, him. I guess but, your uh, boy Stubbs has got to hold him. So, all right. <laughs> Easy now. I just love the honesty. I love the fact that That's he's great. first meeting, he's yeah. in the room. Stutz goes around and says, hey, which one of you knuckleheads wants to play on the PK? And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> just, That's great. We love honesty in players. That's I can great. appreciate that. Fantastic. Power play specialist, 100, yeah, hey. 100 plus miles an hour, firing away with a 70 flex stick. I don't hey, know. If the team gets better, it's better defensively. You can have a guy like that that isn't really fully committed to, to coming back sometimes and finishing his checks in the defensive zone. But you need – this team need John, this team needs the offensive skill. Of they, course. They absolutely do. I, you know, I was looking at – and not – this is as an aside. I was looking at the um, the defense. I think they were next to last in, in, defense, in off, uh, production offensively from their defensive core last season. So that's got to upgrade. So when you get a guy who's a shooter, a pure shooter, and it's got that shooter mentality, that's what this team needs. So hopefully the chemistry between him – and, and Gabe Velarde continues over this next season. Well, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Kale Clegg in that uh, segment there with Firk, and uh, Clegg is one of those guys yeah. who can contribute offensively from, from the blue line. So we'll have to see. Uh, the plan going into the season would be for him to split time. Clegg, that yeah. is, a uh, little pivot there. But for Clegg to spend uh, time splitting time with Bjornfoot just because they don't have enough roster spots when you look at the fact that you have Roy, you have Walker, yeah. you have Dowdy. They're going to sign, uh, they hope to sign a UFA uh, left shot defenseman. Mm -hmm. There's four. And then you add in guys like Mikey Anderson and Curtis McDermott. That gets you to six. So you're full. So your seventh defenseman, not that the guy would be scratched all the time, but the mm -hmm. seventh right. guy on the roster would be a split between uh, Bjornfoot and Kel Clegg. Of course, that's the plan going in. Let me give you in. a hypothetical. Let's, oh, go off the, let's go off the reservation here for a second. Okay. Um, in free agency. I know they don't want to play big, but if there was a way to get a decent number for five years for Tory Krug. I mean, is it possible? Years. Sure, it's possible. Um, but again, I just keep coming back to they don't expect to be a cup contender this season. So yeah. you're, you're going to overpay. Now, that's what the Kings did with Rob Scuderi once upon a time, yeah. too. They overpaid to get him. That was a four-year deal, if I remember yeah. correctly, on Scuds. Um, Tory Krug, possible. Could, yeah. could be. Could Only be because of the inertia, because of what's going on in the world right now with respect to the revenues and stuff like that. If, if he doesn't get a, you know, if he doesn't get these big offers, which I don't think he will. I don't think anybody's going to, DB. With a flat cap for at least yeah. the next couple of years, there's not a lot of money. Yeah. Too, right? so, there's not a lot of money going around. So there, yeah. that, that could potentially be something there. And the Kings have to be reshifting their, their minds all the time. Like what they were thinking six months ago, the, the world, the league has changed. Totally, John. Not yeah. only because of the cap space, but because of just the timing of the league and how it's going to all work. And then also just looking at LA and how deep they are on the prospects and knowing they're going to be getting another stud, yeah. you know, at the top of the draft this year. Here's what I would do. Then forget Torque. The one move I would do, which won't happen, but I would really consider offer sheeting Sergeyev in Tampa. Really, he's 23 years old. Do offer sheets exist anymore? I they mean, do. we hear about them. Ask it's like Mark Bergman. It's, 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 it's like it's, it's, it's like, but oh, Tampa's going to be jammed up. 
They've been jammed cap. up, right? They, they yeah. Be, they have to, and so to add that to the mix, though, although I think they would rather trade a, you know, a Yanni Gordon or Tyler Johnson, but that's the one guy I would target. Left side defenseman, give him five years, take him to free agency, give him a five-year deal. I don't know what the number would be, but that, look, I, I know the team's not going to be that aggressive, but because of what's going on in the world, there are possible options that may not be. And I agree with you, the, the problem with doing any of those things, John, is like if it's, if it's two years until they come, like, legit contender. So you burn the two years of that veteran. Like, Sergeyev makes more sense. He's 23, but Krug's 29. Yeah. And now he's not, the team's ready to contend, and he's 31 years yeah. old. Does it make sense? That's the problem for me with Krug, is that if you're committing to five years, you're really going all in on that particular player. You're not yeah. getting a 26-year-old right, defenseman exactly. yeah. out on a five-year deal. You're getting a 29-year-old defenseman. Yeah. So... One of the reasons probably not, but hey, DB, we have so many weeks and months ahead of us that all we can do at this point is sort of speculate and try it's to have great. fun. It's fun. Yeah. Why not? Trade trade everybody. Let's just go Xbox <laughs> Twitter style. Trade all the players. <laughs> I get it every I get it every day. Every, that's true. <laughs> but I appreciate it, DB. We do appreciate the interaction. John, are they going to trade up to number one? They are not <laughs> going to trade up to number one. At least not today. I mean, I don't know. I'll let you know in October, but that's not the plan at well, the you'll moment. You'll probably get the same question tomorrow. <laughs> and the day after. Exactly. DB, another fantastic episode. That's Look so forward to to, uh, recording some more with you soon. Thanks again to everybody for listening. And uh, DB, any parting words for everybody today? No, we'll just talk to you soon and just enjoy the hockey and stop complaining. <laughs> there you go. Take care, everybody. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.